This is Transforming Truth with the life-changing Word of God that heals, delivers, fills you with the Holy Spirit, all for your supernatural walk in Christ. Stay tuned for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer. And good morning. This is the Transforming Truth radio broadcast, and you're listening tonight, 12.15 a.m. I pray God's blessing upon you as you tuned in. And I want to welcome you to the show. We have a lot planned for you tonight, so we want to go and get what God has for us. So don't touch that dial. We're going somewhere in the spirit, and I want you to stay hooked up for the next hour. We've been on the air for a year and a half now, and as much as I can, I like to be on the broadcast live. And tonight we're live, 313-838-1035. So uh, if you're in need of prayer, if you need a touch from God, if you're want the Spirit of God to minister to you, I come down here and open up the phone lines for an hour on Saturday night so I can pray with people. We see people healed on the show and set free, touched. Many people are shut in. They're sick. Uh, This is just an hour on Saturdays where people get depressed and they feel lonely. People are driving back and commuting from place to place. And you may be at the end of your rope and you feel... Your mind and your thoughts are becoming too much for you to bear. And you're dealing with guilt. And maybe you're listening tonight and I just sense by the Spirit you've had an abortion and you have a lot of guilt in your life because of it. And if that's you and I'm speaking to you right now, I want to let you know that there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And the guilt that you are experiencing and the hatred of yourself that you're experiencing... You don't ever know if you can be forgiven. God wants to lift that weight from your shoulder. He wants to bring deliverance to your mind and your emotions and bring freedom to you. And so I'm available for the next hour till uh, 1.15. 313-838-1035. Call in and we'll open up the phone lines if you're sick in your body or you're at your house and you just don't have peace in your home. You go home and try to sleep at night. Maybe you come home from work. And there's torment and vexation in your home. You ever go into a home and sometimes it just seems not peaceful? You can't think straight in the atmosphere. God wants you to change the atmosphere of your home. And you can do that supernaturally by the Spirit when you allow the Holy Ghost to come into your home. So if you have prayer needs tonight, 313-838-1035. Again, that's 313-838-1035. Before we get into the Word tonight... Something very exciting to announce to you is that coming up in the next couple weeks, I'm going to be putting on Supernatural. And if you've not been to one of my Supernaturals, people say, you know, Reverend Palmer, I enjoy hearing you on the radio. Uh, When can we come see you speak? Well, I don't have a church. I'm not pastoring now. Um, But I do services in the metro Detroit area on a regular basis. And I do them in blocks of four services. And so if you want to come hear me minister and preach or you want to get prayer, I'll be there live every single night. And so get a pen and paper and mark these dates down. I'll be in Novi, Michigan at the Hilton Garden Inn right across the street from Fountain Walk. And I'll be there Friday, April 18th. I'll be there Friday, April 25th, Friday, May 2nd, and Friday, May 9th. Let me give you those dates again. Friday, April 18th, Friday, April 25th, Friday, May 2nd, and Friday, May 9th at 7.30 p.m. at the Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan. Now, you don't need tickets for the event, but I would get there as early as possible because our seats fill up. And I want you to come expecting a touch from God. So if you need deliverance in your mind or you need freedom from oppression or you're sick in your body or you just need to be full of the Holy Ghost and get a fresh touch of His Spirit, be fresh filled with this power, His fire, His anointing. I want you to come to these services and be blessed. Don't need tickets. They're free. Just come and bring somebody with you and God will minister very powerfully to you. And there have always been powerful services and my team is beginning to consecrate ourselves already for these services. Okay? Now people say, well, where can we get a hold of your broadcast? Well, you can go on www.chrispalmerministries.com or you can find me on Facebook. Just type Chris Palmer, Chris Palmer or you can type Chris Palmer Ministries and you can like our page and you can keep current with us. And before we get into our teaching tonight, 
I want to tell you that my book, The Believer's Journey, God's Path of Transformation, is available on our ministry website, chrispalmerministries.com. And you just go to products, or you can go to Amazon, amazon.com. And you can type it in, and you'll find it there. Okay, let's go ahead and get into the Word of God tonight. I was prayerfully asking the Lord what it is that I should share to you tonight. I want to talk to you tonight about Satan's devices and Satan's strategies. We're living in a day and age where a lot of people, you don't, in churches, you hear a lot about everything, but we have to acknowledge that there is an enemy that is after your soul. And a lot of the problems that people face today, many of them are created by themselves. People get themselves into a mess a lot of times. And, you know, there's part of us that's responsible for a lot of the issues and circumstances that we go through. But on the same sense, and on the same token, we need to realize that there is an enemy. And the Bible says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verse number 11, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Now, I want to let you know tonight that you have victory in Jesus, and that if you've asked Christ into your heart, if you're serving Him, then you have part and fellowship and sharing with Him in His victory. That you've been given the Word of God, and you've give, you have been given the Holy Spirit, and all things have been put under your feet. But if you walk in ignorance, or if you walk in rebellion to things, the enemy is going to take advantage of those things in your life and he's going to begin to use your lack of understanding and your lack of knowledge to wear away at you and ultimately defeat you when you really have no excuse to be defeated. And so tonight I want to talk to you about Satan's strategies and Satan's advices because the Bible instructs us that we should not be ignorant of Satan's devices. It says here in 2 Timothy 4.18, The Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. There's a promise from God that every evil work that aligns itself against you, that God has made provision to protect you from that and to keep you from stumbling and to keep that from prevailing against you. And many times when people are going through some type of evil attack, they'll say, well, God, there's an evil attack. Help me. And they get overcome and they get defeated and they don't understand that the help that God wanted to give them was in removing the ignorance that's over their eyes. So I want to help be a part of that process for you tonight and remove some of the ignorance that you may have. First, let me talk about the enemy of your soul. Some people don't like to talk about Satan today. Well, he's real. He's a real being, and the Lord has not put an end to his operation on the earth completely. That comes at the end of the thousand years, uh, the thousand years reign of Christ. Uh, but it says here in First Peter chapter five verse eight: "Be sober and be vigilant." That means be wide awake, for the adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith. So, the very first thing to know about Satan is that he is your opposer and he is your adversary. He is adverse to the things of God and the spirit of God's operation in your life. And when you see the word devil in scripture, it means that he's a penetrator. And the word penetrator simply means that he is going to try his best to penetrate into your life and to get past the understanding of God that you've worked into your heart. And he's going to try and defeat you by consistently coming to you with the same thing over and over and over again. Here is where the devil gets his strength. It isn't in one big attack. It is in many small attacks. And so people think, well, when the devil attacks, he really attacks. Well, he doesn't always attack major. He breaks up his strategies into smaller attacks. That's why many times when somebody gets themselves into something, they say, you know, I don't know how I got here. I don't know how I ended up where I'm at. You look at somebody who has been overtaken by alcoholism or somebody that's been overtaken by sexual perversion or someone that's been overtaken by 
a type or addiction. And they just, one day they end up at rock bottom. And when they examine their life, they see it was systematically that they ended up there. It wasn't just one day they just was doing good and the next day they're doing bad. It was through a process of time. And here's is the tricky part. Many times it was a string of events that occurred not over just one year, not over three years, not even over five years, sometimes a whole decade, and the ignorance and turning a blind eye to those events, writing off every single one as just, oh, this is just a small, it's not going to make a difference, and writing all of those off finally lands you to the place where you're at. And now it seems that there's hopelessness. And the enemy greatest area where he launches these attacks inside of a believer, there's different areas, but the area that he pulls these attacks towards the most is in your mind. So the devices that the enemy, I'm going to show you in just a minute, that he works up for your life. He's not laying booby traps for you. I mean, he's not putting, you know, traps in the middle of I-696 or I-275 for your car to, you know, fall into. I mean, he doesn't do it like that. He's not the wild E. Coyote and you're the roadrunner laying out traps in that sense. Where are the traps at? The traps are things that he put in your mind. He begins, now watch this, the enemy begins to introduce to you, introduce to you new Ways of thinking. When you consider Eve in the Garden of Eden, what was the trap and the demise and the scheme of Satan? Was it that he got her to bite the apple? No, 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 no. That really wasn't where the power of Satan's attack was. The power in Satan's attack was the fact that he, it, it was that he exposed or I say this, he ruined Eve's train of thinking when he introduced to her another way of thinking. And he said, oh, well, God said, you know, did he really say that you can't have this fruit? Why don't you go? It looks good. Did he really say this to you? So now he's introduced a second way of thinking. This is rebellion. This is disobedience. And this uh, will put you in spiritual blindness. And so you have to constantly be aware, friend, consistently be aware in your life and see every day. I mean, when you're in the word of God every day, I mean, I said this last night on the radio or last week on the radio. I don't get out of bed in the morning until I read several chapters of scripture. I mean, I just don't get out of bed until I've pulled my Bible up and started reading. Why? Because I align my thinking in the morning with the word of God. Yes, there's been mornings and there's been days where I haven't ever, don't, don't even pick the Bible up. I've had those days and I can tell you that my, the better, the days go better when you're in the Word. And that's why, because when you start your morning in the Word of God, you now have aligned your mind with God's Word and you can notice better when the enemy is trying to introduce to you an adverse way of thinking that's contrary to the Word of God. Because if he introduces another way of thinking and you be, begin to buy into that, guess what's going to happen? You're going to uh, allow that to grow as a seed in your mind until it starts to produce some kind of harvest. And this is how the enemy begins his process of destruction in your life and this is you'll see it's through these ways of thinking that the enemy introduces that he begins to take down ministers pull ministries apart and begins to completely disassemble and dismantle families and homes and relationships and marriages we'll go to the phones tonight we have dan god bless you welcome to the show how are you tonight well i've seen better days what's going on tonight dan Oh, I'm not too sure of anything anymore. I I used to have faith, and uh, there were times where, when I was a younger man, God, it's like all I had to do is think I need this, and God would provide it. And I don't know where I went wrong, but uh, right now I have a family member who's uh, made an allegation. I was arrested, and uh, now I've got to go to court on Monday, and... I have a court-appointed attorney. I don't have enough money to hire a uh, a better attorney. Mm -hmm. My problem is that the system seems to be 
designed to take chunks out of you as you go. I'm concerned. Uh, clearly, I need my name cleared, but I don't know how to do that. I can't count on God to show up all of a sudden. I say that because I've... My mind... I'm at a place where I'm so... Uh, I'm getting crumbs, and I'm supposed to live on that, and I just don't understand it. I mean, God, I know, is a provider. Mm-hmm. I've doubted uh, everything now. It's like if I get a gift, uh, you know, let's say there's uh, money that comes my way, I have to wonder, is this God or is this Satan putting a trap out there? And I don't wish to feel that way. I understand. But you have no idea the pains I've been put through every time I help somebody. Do you feel In the ca- Bible, it says that God will help you if you help others. You, you know, you feed... When you help somebody... When you help somebody, uh, are you talking about financial help towards somebody? I have been... Uh, I haven't declared bankruptcy, but understand that I've lost uh, a lot of money when it was swindled out of me. And that's just because you can't believe everybody who says, Oh, God loves you. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, well, God may, but why do you need my money? And why are you saying you believe in Christ and, and all this stuff? You okay. can't pray with me about this stuff. I mean... Well, I've been swindled out of money. No, I understand, Dan. And, and I, I'm, I'm, I, I wish I could recover. God has op- opened up opportunities for me in the past, but I just don't are know you, how to... Are you, I feel uh, like Jonah. Are you retired, Dan, or are you working? I wish I were retired. I don't never had a skill set that would make me marketable. Mm-hmm. I've never had that. Are you working? Do you have a job? Uh, no, no. I've been getting my disability check once a month, and... Okay. And it's hard to live on that when all of a sudden the government, uh, and by that I mean the state of Michigan, mm-hmm. um, goes into the, your money. Because when you're accused of a crime, there's uh, there are a number of different tactics that the prosecutor and your defense attorney and, and, and everybody's got a different angle that they want to work on you. I want to say this. Um, Please. Uh, just a couple of things I want to minister to you tonight, Dan. First of all, without getting into your legal issue, because it's a... No, uh, it's, it's, it's yeah, a, this isn't a, a trial. I'm right, ahead. right. But without getting into your legal issue, I say that I want to stand with you tonight in prayer that uh, the truth be made known in the courts and that uh, the innocence of your name will be made known and that... Um, you know, if you stand before God and if you can say I'm innocent before this, that uh, everything that you have, uh, that your name is good for, will be made manifest. And I'm going to pray God's mercy over your life, Dan. So that's how I'm going to pray for the court situation. Well, even though that's nice, there are things that I have. Uh, there are reasons why I beat myself up and say I'm not worthy of God's love. And maybe that's why I can't accept His blessings, because well, He has offered me opportunities in the past. I had to refuse them because I'm not skilled enough to take on some of those responsibilities. God has provided in the past for me, but everything's been stolen from me by lies, and and okay. I can't change the fact that now I'm being put through a meat grinder that they call the legal system. Okay. Well, I don't agree with the tactics that they're all using. They're they're uh, more Dan. vultures than they are anything else. I just want to be protected in this one instance. Well, let's let's go ahead and pray for your protection. In Please. This. Okay, let me pray for you, and I want to encourage you as we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for Dan. I thank you for his call tonight. And Father, this is not a prayer that I pray uh, without any sincerity of heart. I really come before you, and I come and bring to you my brother Dan. He's down. He's discouraged. Father, I pray that your word says that you are our advocate. And Lord, I know that you sit at the right hand of the Father and you ever live to make intercession for us and that you are the good lawyer. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that when Dan walks into court, that he knows he is not alone, that you're there. And I pray that you would give him favor with the judge. I pray that you would give him favor with the people that are present there. And I pray that the anointing of your spirit would be upon his court-appointed uh, attorney, and that, Father, that you would recompense him everything that is due. I pray, Father, that you would bring to light every hidden work of darkness. And now, Father, I pray for Dan's spirit. Lord, I know he's drained. There's, he, He's going through difficulties that you know about. But, Father, I declare right now that you're his provider. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bring forth breakthrough in his life. I pray that, Father, faith would come into Dan's heart as a result of revelation knowledge concerning who you are. 
I pray, Father, that what Dan is really looking for is another revelation and revealing of yourself as his provider. He wants to, he, he wants to believe it, Father. And I ask that you would reveal yourself to Dan in a very special way. And that you would refresh his faith. That he would know for certain in the God whom he believed while he was younger. And that that faith would be refreshed in his life, God. Father, I come against any discouragement that's in his life. Any torment and dread that is stealing away his sleep and his joy and his passion and his zeal for living. I come against thoughts in his mind, Father, that condemn him. And Father, I turn those back and I pray that you would break him forth out of this uh, situation that he's in, especially in his mind. I pray you turn things around for him, God. And I pray you fill him fresh with your spirit. Fill him fresh with the Holy Ghost. I pray, Father, that there just be a new life in him now. That, Father, there will be a new joy and excitement in his belly that he can't describe where it's come from. But it would be a result of your spirit. And I thank you for it now. Minister to him and send others his way to minister to him further. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Dan, God bless you. And, you know, in, uh, email me, info at chrispalmerministries.com, and, and let me know how the trial goes, okay? Yes, I will. Uh, I, I hope for the best. I'm going to put my faith in God. And okay. I just, uh, you know, I don't want to... Amen. I don't want to scare away his blessings. And I'm not saying don't. scare them away, but there are times where it's just like I've stepped all over yeah. the things that were blessing me. Well, I want to help you further, Dan, and we're going to take the next caller, but email me yes. and we'll, we'll, we'll work with you, okay? I would like that. Thank, Thank you, Dan. God bless you. Thank you. We have Liz tonight. God bless you, Liz. You're on the broadcast. Yes. Hi. Praise the Lord. Uh, I was calling for prayer. Uh, I take care of my mom. She's elderly. And I see after my brother who runs back and forth to dialysis. I want special prayer for them. But I also want to, I need employment. I don't have a dime in the bank. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> my situation is, you know, when my brother is here, you know, I can work, you know, part-time, you know, through a temp agency or something. But um, I don't know. I think my mind is fairly times is getting really scared. But. It's, it's, a, it's a real serious issue with me working, too. I need to work. And so you do God's will, too. Well, I'm going to pray. That, I'm going to pray. I want to pray for you tonight, and I want to believe, God, that the time that you feel like you don't have, that God multiply to you your time. I mean, I know it's a, it's a crazy thought, but it sounds like you need more time to do more things <laughs> because you have two people you're taking care of, and you need to work so that you can provide for people, and you just say, I don't have time. But you are part of the kingdom of God. And where okay. you feel that you have a lack for time, God can add that to you supernaturally by His Spirit. Okay? All right. Thank you. Father, I thank you for Liz. And she comes to you, Father, as a daughter tonight. Matthew 18 says, Where two or more gather in your name, there you are in our midst. And whatever things that we desire on earth as touching anything that we shall ask, it shall be done of you who is our Father, which is in heaven. Father, we don't have to earn this or work for us. It's a result of your grace. And we call that into action right now. We believe that we receive time for Liz. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that it would just seem like there's more time in her day. That, Father, she would have a divine order about her life. That she would have a divine excellence about her life. Pray, Father, that she would get into good habits and develop in those habits so she can continue to take care of her mother and her family and the rest of her family. And, Father, she's concerned about her finances, but your word says don't worry for tomorrow shall about tomorrow for sufficient is the evil tomorrow the day thereof. And your word declares, Father, that seek you first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you and father you are lord you are father you take care of us you always bless us and you always provide for us and father there's no need for us to worry or be concerned because you're the one who owns all the cattle on a thousand hills and you're the one that blesses us and so father in the name of jesus i ask that you send forth finances into liz's life i declare father that she'll be a tither that she'll give to the kingdom of god faithfully that she'll give father god to and, and do what you say to do to invest in the kingdom and as 
as a result of her giving, as a result of her faith in giving into your hands, that you multiply the seed that she sows, that comes back to her good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Father, I call her home blessed. Father, I, just like it says in Job 38, I declare that Liz will spend her days in prosperity, that she'll spend her days, Father, not lacking, but she'll have abundance in her family and abundance in her home. I pray that every debt in her life be canceled. I pray, Father, that every dread of financial sorrow and despair go in Jesus' name, and I call her prosperous in the name of Jesus. And I give you praise for it, Father, and I thank you for making a way in her life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you, too. God bless you, Liz. All right. Okay. We're talking tonight about the neutralizer, who is the enemy, and how he comes to believers. His job and his objective is to introduce new ways of thinking. I want to remind you before we go forward in our teaching tonight, I'm live, 313-838-1035. That's 313-838-1035. If you're tuned in, call in tonight. I want to take your prayer request. I want to minister to you. 313-838-1035. One of the keys that the enemy uses in people's life is, I say this, that when you are in an emotional battle, you feel like your emotions are getting away from you, your emotions are pulling at you, that it's important to understand that, that your emotions are controlled by the way that you think. If you allow the enemy into your mind to control your thinking, it's going to start having an effect upon your emotions. And so when the enemy gets his thoughts into your mind, lays the seed, and it starts producing the harvest, where does the harvest begin to show up first? It shows up in your emotions. Now let me say this about the enemy, is that the enemy is a snake. Bible calls him a serpent. One thing about serpents is that they know exactly when to strike, that serpents are constantly watching. I mean, they know when to strike and they know when not to strike. They know how to hide. And so just remember that the reason why you have the Word of God is to constantly make your mind in line just in case the enemy tries and, and, and to strike. And it exposes where he's hiding. And if you constantly allow the light of the Word of God to shine forth upon your mind and upon your thoughts, and you are consistently getting a regular diet of His Word, you are going to have a light in your mind that exposes all the hidden works of darkness and all the enemy's ways of thinking. And He's not going to have anywhere to hide because the light of His Word is consistently penetrating your mind. So it's important. So, uh, let me say this about the enemy. One thing that is said about the kingdom of darkness is that the enemy rules over darkness. And this is as Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, that he's the ruler of darkness. And this word simply means that he holds on to this social system and he does not want to let go of the social system that he has a hold of. And so let me say this. If you are a threat to his grip, he's going to try to neutralize you. And he's going to try to put you down. You say, well, how am I going to be a threat to the enemy's grip? I mean, let me say this. You don't have to necessarily be in ministry to be a threat to the enemy's grip. You just have to maintain the right mindset and start believing the right things and speak the right things and you become a threat to the enemy's grip because he lures over darkness and when you have light working and operating in your life, he can't lord over you and everywhere you go, you affect the darkness and you say, well, what's the light? The light is the way you think. And the light is the way you believe, and the light is the way that you speak. So, if your mind and your thinking is not in darkness, if your mind and your thinking is in light, the enemy is going to try to isolate you. And you say, well, what's he do when he isolates me? If he can get you in the corner and back you into the wall, when you're not alert, and when you're not looking, what's he going to do? He's going to start introducing to you other ways of thinking in hopes that you'll believe them. And in doing so, you'll become part 
of that darkness. And that's why the Bible says be sober. You say, what am I being sober over? You're being sober and vigilant over the way that you think. So that your emotions don't come under this kind of attack. And bear this kind of fruit. So everybody should take a uh, inventory of their emotions. And you say, what is my emotions, what, are they, what is it producing? I'm not talking about having a bad day. I'm talking about having a bad month, having a bad season, where your emotions are just spitting up anger. Your emotions are just spitting up concern. You know, there's times, there was times in my life where I'd wake up every night full of fear and torment. I've had this happen to me before, where it's night after night, waking up at the same time, full of fear. Full of torment, full of concern. And after a while, I say, what is causing this? Why am I so afraid? Why is there so much fear in my life? Why is it that when I go before God, I, I, there's, I'm condemned or feel guilty? What is this? And you know what always comes back to your thoughts? Because you start retracing the whole process. You begin with your emotions and you say, where did these emotions come from? And you start saying, it came from this thought. And you say, where did this thought come from? And it came from this experience. And who helped you make under, make sense of this experience? And you start to see it wasn't the word of God. It was the enemy. And you see that he backed you into a corner when you weren't in the word of God. You weren't refreshing yourself by going to church. You weren't refreshing yourself by hearing good preaching. You weren't refreshing yourself by praying in the Holy Ghost and praying in the Spirit. You weren't refreshing yourself by speaking and confessing the word of God to yourself. You weren't, you weren't refreshing yourself by being with believers that were uplift you. And you backed yourself into the wall. And you pulled off everything that would help you. And now he got you into the corner and you say well, well think about it this way and you say okay and you took that thought from him and it just led to what you're believing and now you're in the tank and when you have bad emotions those emotions can get so violent on you that you need relief from them and you know what you do you go and step out of line and start acting upon those emotions and it leads into behavior that you never thought you would have been capable of doing back many months ago when your mind was lined up by the word of God and the enemy executed a perfectly well run strategy when he introduced you a thought and that thought introduced it to your emotions and that emotions put you in the darkness and pulled you away from the light. And so that's why we don't want to be ignorant, and we do that by keeping our mind in the Word of God. I got Val on the phone tonight. God bless you, Val. Are you there? Hello. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm calling. I need prayer. I'm, I've been tormenting in my home and in my mind, you know, with noises, you know, with a noise. And in your mind? Going, what kind of yes. noises are these? It's a thumping noise, and then it's a little whining noise, you know, like... In your mind? You know, uh, <clears throat> okay, and it's in your home? Yeah, it's in my home. It's been going on now for a good while. Can I ask you... No, I used, no I'm... Just want to be certain. This is not an. It's not a noise the house is making. It's a noise in your mind. No, uh huh. Because when I pray, and when I buke it and uh, resist it, you know, it'll stop for a while. Okay. And then it to come back. You know. Okay. Well, I want to pray for you. This, this, we're just gonna bind it and command it to go. Or command any spirit that is hindering you. You know this. There's spirits of harassment, Val, that come low-level devils, and their assignment is just to bring distraction to your life. And I want to pray against it tonight for you, okay? Okay, how could I get in touch with you if I want to call you, you or anything? You can go. You can email me. It's the best way. And I'm going to give it to you. Do you have pen and paper? Okay, and while you get that, I want to tell you. Oh, Okay, it is info at... Chris Paul, what? it's info at yeah. info info, info uh -huh. at Chris Palmer yeah. at Chris Palmer Ministries dot com. Call when you when when I get done praying for you, I want you to call back and my board operator will give it to you because we gotta keep going on with the show tonight. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for my dear sister.
Right now, I speak to every foul spirit that would try to distract her, every spirit of harassment or torment or whatever has come to distract. I take authority over that now. I command in the name of Jesus, everything, every sound that she hears in her mind, every sound in her home, whatever distracts her and keeps her from prayer, I command that to go now in Jesus' name. I break the power of the enemy over her mind, over her home, and I command peace in her home. Peace be still in her mind. Peace be still in her home. In the name of Jesus, I break the power of the enemy. Every strategy of darkness, I take authority over it now, and I command it to go and to come out of her mind. In the name of Jesus. And I thank you for it, and I pray your peace upon her. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Val, I want you to come back, call back and, and talk to my board operator. He'll give you my information, okay? Okay, call and get my yes. I get in touch with you. We have Amber on the phone tonight. God bless you, Amber. God bless you right back. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How Very can good. I help you tonight, Amber? You know, I am struggling with just discernment of my father's voice. Um, sometimes I... I know that, you know, when I want something, I just automatically assume that, you know, I want it and then I struggle knowing, well, does he want it too or is it just me getting, you know. You're talking about your Heavenly Father, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I, okay. I, sure, 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 sure. Just making sure. Um, I don't walk in condemnation or guilt ever because I know better. Good. However, I, I want to do things right and I want to live His will for my life and I want to be with a particular, it's just started a, a relationship, and, you know, I, I don't know if it's okay or not. Okay, this is a good, I'm glad you told me that, because it helps me to, and, and this will be applicable to people listening. So you started a relationship, and you want it to work out, is that correct? Well, absolutely, and, okay. it, and it's a past relationship that I started again, and, okay. you know. Well, good. Well, well, first, let me encourage you and say you're normal, and, and anybody, it's healthy to start a relationship and want it to work out. Um, that's good, but um, I don't know if you're unsure about the relationship, but um, I'll say this to you. Um, in these kind of instances, Amber, when you're, you're, you're looking to marry, I, I've heard, you know, I know people, I've done, you know, weddings, I've married people, and, and, and have given counsel in this area, and I've seen great marriages, and I've seen marriages that have failed, um, and some of the people I've married. And, you know, I leave that up to their decision. Uh, and I want to bless it. But I'll say this, and this is, the, this is the most important thing, is the difference between the marriages that succeed and the marriages that fail. When you go to the marriages that failed and you say, did you know ahead of time? They say, I, I should have never got into this. And they always trace it back to the one thing, and that is they began a relationship and they did not have peace. And you are a spiritual being. And the person you're dating is a spiritual being. And so you are essentially dating a spirit. And, you know, it's more than just somebody that you're attracted to and somebody that you have, are friends with. You're going to tie, you're looking to tie yourself to a spirit. And your spirit on the inside knows if it wants to be with that person or not, if it's a good idea beyond the laughing and the attraction and the fun that you may have and the friendship. It knows whether it's compatible or not with that. And so let me say this. You also have the Holy Spirit in your life. And there are two ways the Holy Spirit communicates without necessarily using words. Number one, He goes by peace. And that means, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's no difficulty. It means that you have a calm delight in your life. I mean, you're with that person, you just, you know, everything. You just, you know, you just have a delight, a calmness about being with you. You don't wrestle at night. You don't roll around and lose sleep over being with that person. There's no pain. There's no uh, sickness in your gut about being with that person. There's no gut feeling, if you will, that you're doing the wrong thing. And that's different from a condemnation. It's just, uh, man, I shouldn't be doing this. I mean, I, I just shouldn't do this. I, I, I shouldn't do it. I, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't have a, I have an uneasiness about this. And then the next way that the Spirit of God communicates, it says in Ephesians 4.31, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed unto the day of redemption. And it's a grieving. 
And so I call them, when I teach this about leadership in the spirit, I talk about the red light and the green light. You know, the green light is the peace of God. And when God gives you the red light, that red light is comes through something called grieving. Where, like I just explained, you're just, I don't know, I, sh- I, I just, you say, I, I, this is, I don't have a good feeling about this. I just, I don't know why. And I've always found in my life, Amber, that, that these are not going to be feelings of condemnation. They're not going to be feelings of, uh, they're just going to be things that you know you should obey. And so, for whatever reason, if you have a peace, then go forward with it. If you have a grieving, you need to ask God why you have that. And don't go to him and repent. You don't have to repent if you have that grieving. It's just him letting him know he's interested in you. And he's just telling you, hey, Amber, you know, come to me. I have to tell you something about this relationship. And it may not be they're a bad person or they're hiding something. It may not be. It may just be that God has something different for you or something different from him. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I don't have, I don't have when I'm with him, I'm, I, I do have that peace and I do have that joy. It's everyone around me who tells me, no, 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 no. And very, like my spiritual leader who knew this relationship, who I trust very much, doesn't have, you know, that. But in, in my heart, you know, and I know God says that the desires we have in our heart, He placed there. Uh-huh. So I get confused, and that confuses me. It's like everyone else around me is telling no, but my heart says yes. Well, and am I just blind, or am I not listening because I want it? Well, I, you know, I, you know, I tell you this is that uh, as a spiritual advisor to uh, people that get into relationships, I've in my own ministry, many several people have met and married and just meeting through my ministry. And uh, I, I, as a spiritual advisor, I stay out of that kind of stuff when it comes to people. And I give this kind of advice. I just say, hey, you know better than I know. And the only thing that I can do for somebody is um, validate a person's character and say that person is good. I can, I can say that that person has been good. That person has been, you know, and, and say I, 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 they've proven themselves integral. But I really don't get into, because I've seen in the past Leaders, I'm not saying this is what your leader is doing, but I'm saying it happens that spiritual leaders get too deeply in, in give bad advice about relationships uh, out of ignorance. And again, you know best. I believe if you're walking in the Word and you're mature and you're in the Word, and you know, I take you for a mature person. I I presume that about you. Um, then, you know, you should know. And so this should be between you and him. And, uh, you know, obviously you need to listen to your spiritual leaders to a point. But, you know, first go by what the Spirit of God says in your heart. I'm not saying that not to listen to your leaders, but I'm saying that you're an adult and you're a mature person. And, you know, don't, you know, don't allow too much voices in your life to confuse you. If you have too many, if, it doesn't matter if they're well-intent. Uh, if you have a lot of voices in your life, you're going to get confused eventually you know if you have nine people telling you something they're not all going to agree and they're all people you respect and now you have you're confused you don't know what to do so you get with god maybe go on a fast maybe just spend a day with the lord no phone no computer tell your boyfriend i'm just i just need to pray don't make him suspicious it's about him just say i need time to pray i'm gonna pray not don't tell him it's about us you just start seeking god and settle this in your heart so that you don't put yourself and him through this. You know what I mean? I mean, you want to get this settled so you can go forward or not go forward. Okay? Yeah. Thank you so very much. Okay, Amber. God bless you. God bless you right back. Okay. We're going to go to a break tonight. We'll be get back. We'll finish our teaching.
WMUZ Detroit in crystal clear digital HD at 103.5 FM and from anywhere in the world at WMUZ.com. We're here on the Transforming Truth broadcast tonight. God bless you. It's a top of the hour, 103 a.m. And if you're up, you're up late, but stay tuned as we finish our broadcast for you tonight. Before we get back in the teaching, I want to remind you, I just shared that I'll be doing my supernatural services coming up. April 18th, April 25th, May 2nd, and May 9th. They're Friday nights at the Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan. 7.30 p.m. nightly. They're free events, so bring the family, bring your friends, bring somebody that you know needs a touch from God. If you need a touch from God, come. You know, I was with some people uh, last night, and they say, I need a fresh touch from God. I need fresh fire. And we prayed, and, you know, they got it. They got what they're looking for. And uh, God wants to ignite a fire in your heart for Him. He doesn't want you to live your life full of doubt and fear. You know how many Christians, they walk around in doubt. You say, Brother, Brother Palmer, you don't ever doubt. And there's things I, I don't doubt. Uh, and I walk in faith. And I'm not saying it's not, there's things I don't do to maintain that. But I fight. I'm a fighter. And I keep fighting for those things. I keep pushing the Spirit and say, I'm going to go and pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to fast. I'm going to read the Word of God. I'm going to worship. I'm going to do these things daily. You know why? Because I want to be a lean believer. I don't want a whole bunch of fat of doubt and fat of unbelief and just walk around sluggish and lazy all the time. And, oh, I feel this way today. And, oh, I, feel, I want to be powerful. I want to pray for people and see things happen. I want to go and have a light about me when I walk around. I want to be happy. I want to be confident. I want my mind to think the right thoughts. So I'm going to do these things. Because there's either the pain of, you know, harsh dis- discipline or there's the pain of bitter regret. And I'd rather have the pain of discipline on the front end. Let me give you the process that the Bible talks about how the enemy backs you into a corner and targets your thoughts. I have about 10 minutes to share this with you, but that's enough time. It says the weapons of our... This is 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 4 through 5, that weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down the imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought into the obedience of Christ. Now let me say this. There is an individual way of thinking whereby every person has their own thought process, and there's the spirit of the age, and that is the present-day way of thinking. So we see today in America, same-sex marriages is becoming popular. That's the spirit of the age. It's contrary to the Word of God. It's the spirit of the age. They didn't think like that back in the 50s. They didn't think like that back in the 40s. They didn't think like that. Not in America, they didn't think like that. That's the spirit of the age. And the Bible mentions this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. It mentions it in Colossians chapter 4, verse 10. And so, just when the spirit of the age begins to think this certain way, he's going it, it, to, and it becomes popular, that means that he's begun to, through various means, introduce this way of thinking to a lot of different people. So, I want to say this. You're either going to get your way of thinking from the Word of God or somebody preaching the Word of God or you're going to be susceptible to believing what the spirit of this age tells you. And you can't believe both. You're not going to believe what God says versus what the spirit of the age says. And you're not going to... There are two systems in conflict with one another. And this is how the enemy does it. The very first thing is he, Paul mentions strongholds. These are bulwarks, large walls, fortified cities. I was in the country of San Marino. It is a fortified city. It's a city built on a rock. I mean, it's amazing. The whole city, it, it, it's, un, it's just absolutely unbelievable. Like, there's no way to describe it to you. It's just a whole city on a mountain built out of a rock, and it's a country. It's its own country. Well, this is a massive bulwark. Brick upon brick upon brick upon brick. But how did it become that way? It became that way brick upon brick. And so this is where uncaptivated thought comes in. This is one thought. 
that comes that the enemy introduces to you and says, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? How about you think about this? And they may be personal thoughts. They may be thoughts that develop your worldview or your world system. And the more you listen to those thoughts, the more you begin to, okay, make compromises and believe that thought and believe what he's saying about this and believe what he's saying about that. And when you do not take those thoughts captive in your life and you allow them to go past your guard and you start accepting them and you don't reject them, they lay themselves and start becoming part of the stronghold. And when they become part of the stronghold, it becomes begins to wall itself around your mind and your thinking and it begins to take control of it and it starts to build this fortified way of thinking in your mind. Paul was specifically referring to philosophies, things contrary to the Word of God. Anytime he would go and preach in Athens, when he preached in Athens, when he was in Caesarea, even when he was preaching to the Jews who wouldn't accept Christ as their Lord and Savior, he was referring to their inability to accept the Lord Jesus crucified and the gospel that he preached concerning Christ. He chalked it up as because they were blinded by their other ways of thinking, and he was referring to their ways of thinking as a bulwark that was a result of uncaptivated thoughts. And these thoughts come in the forms of imaginations. You know, you think based upon pictures, and these imaginations go deeper than thoughts. An imagination, you know, is when an uncaptivated thought penetrates the lines of your inner man and begins to take hold of your emotions. You know, that's why imagination is so powerful. Because if you begin to imagine something, it's eventually going to take a hold of your emotions. You know, uh, you, you can do thinking without imagination. I mean, you could say, what's 2 plus 2 and say 4? That doesn't touch your emotions because you're not imagining it. You're using your logical way of thinking. You can think about what, you know... Um, I don't know, something basic. What color is your car? You know, where is my house at? How am I going to get home? Which way am I going to take? And it's really not going to touch your emotions. You're not imagining these things. You're just thinking them out. But then there's things where you imagine. You know, imagine being married. You imagine being rich. You imagine getting your dream job. You imagine, you know, taking off in the plane crashing. You imagine whatever, and it starts to affect your emotion. And let me tell you this. The enemy knows how powerful to have thoughts mixed with emotions, and that's called imagination. And so his thoughts that he brings to you are going to be imaginations. And he's going to lay those imaginations brick by brick into your heart. And those are going to begin to work upon you, and they will start to form a wall around you if you're not careful. Um, I've seen believers, they start believing things contrary to the Word of God. And I said, how did they get to this place where they did this? Well, somehow they didn't realize that the enemy was laying brick upon brick upon brick upon brick upon brick until it began to produce a bulwark in their life that was so high, it was higher than the things of God. And this is now called a high thing. A high thing is something in your life that has unseated the place that God's word has had in your life and it now is the highest authority. So instead of taking the word of God and saying that everything goes around the word of God, you start compromising the word of God to fit the high thing that you now believe. And it lords over you. And it affects your emotions. And all this happens because you refused or didn't see that the enemy was introducing to you other ways of thinking that are against his word. Is that you tonight? Maybe you've taken on positions that you know or you started off believing that were ungodly and now you're trying to believe they're godly. Maybe you're ordering your life by those things. Maybe you're believing certain things about you or about your Heavenly Father that God has not said about himself maybe their thoughts do you think god is upset or angry or mean or hates you you're not good enough you and all this stuff these are strongholds that are affecting your emotions and god wants to deliver you from those tonight 
And I want to pray for you. So if you have something in your life, I want you to agree with this prayer. And I'm going to pray for you tonight before our broadcast ends. Father, I thank you for every person listening to this broadcast late tonight. Father, your word says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And don't be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to the spirit of this age. I pray for every person that follows you that's listening or any person that wants to follow you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that their mind would be guarded by the Word of God. I pray that there be a desire and a hunger to want to be in your Word and to think your thoughts. Oh, Father, I pray for the people that are confused. I bind the spirit of confusion. I bind, Father, any discouragement in their life as a result of that. And I pray right now that you'd fill hearts and you would fill minds with the Word of God. I pray, Father, that there would be people that would continue to seek your word until they find life and the bread of life, which is your son, Jesus, who, knowing him, gives us eternal life. He is the resurrection, and he is the life. So I pray tonight for every stronghold that may be set up in the minds of my listeners. I break the power of those now, God. And I declare strongholds would come down so people could see you. And any father's spirit of unbelief, I take authority over it. And I pray if there's people listening tonight that want to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, just call upon his name. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. I believe you died and rose again. I want the power of the Spirit in my life. And I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to remind you that we have uh, our Supernatural Services coming up April 18th, April 25th, May 2nd, and May 9th at the Hilton Garden Inn in Novi, Michigan. For more information, you can go to chrispalmerministries.com. Find me on Facebook. Just type Chris Palmer, and uh, you'll be able to connect and see more about that. Next week, we'll be back on 12.15 a.m. We also have a podcast. You can get our teachings. It's called On the Road with Chris Palmer. It's available on iTunes, as well as our book, The Believer's Journey, God's Path of Transformation, which can be purchased on Amazon. God bless you. Let yourself be renewed by the truth that's in God's Word. And we'll see you next week, 12.15 a.m. on the broadcast. Now that you've received the transforming truth of the Word of God, go deeper. Go to our website, chrispalmerministries.com, or log on to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash chrispalmerministries. Then partner with Chris financially at Chris Palmer Ministries, P.O. Box 403, Wald Lake, Michigan, 48390. And tune in again every Saturday night at 1215 a.m. For Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer on WMUZ 103.5 FM, The Light.